2: Something from the Todd Feinberg Show. Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast.
3: One, 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 what's on your mind, sir?
4: I just wanted to first start by saying that what Paul talked about, and every time that Paul calls and, and tells us stories about the dysfunction of his employer, he's he's pretty dead on what he says. I I uh, I could I could I could say that everything that he speaks is the truth, but you know, we elected governor. Uh, we didn't. I didn't elect the governor. The governor, but he was elected with the prefaces that he was a businessman and he was going to run the state like a business. He had the experience to, you know, because of his business. What a businessman would have taken his commissioner and said to him immediately, "We need to make sure that we are not teaching Marxism." into our schools, that our teachers are not recruited to be Marxists. That's step number one. He never took that. Now, the other thing we have to kind of go back historically is Cardoza, our secretary of education up in Washington. He came from Connecticut. So if he's a Marxist and a left-wing, you know, woke person in Washington, pushing all this woke agenda into our kids, what do you think? Well, he was in Connecticut. Well, how do you think he got recruited?
3: Yeah, well, that's where the power is. I don't. I assume it's some secret sauce because he was only commissioner here for about ten minutes, and then suddenly they're making him part of the Biden administration. It was kind of remarkable. Thank you, Juan. We got a bad signal from you, but I appreciate the phone call eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. What's happening on the roads right now? Mark Christopher is going to tell you. Uh, 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 It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. We're kind of, uh, we're doing our usual illumination of the corruption of the political class. And by the way, nobody should be surprised that Connecticut has one of the most corrupt and destructive governments in the country because you've had one party rule for a long time one party rule is a bad thing you give you give the power to one group of people for on a permanent basis and they're just going to run rampant that's what they do although i have to say there's other states that are i'm sure suffering under one party rule, but not as badly as Connecticut. There's a particular malicious quality and sense of indifference to the suffering of working people amongst the Democrats here in the state. Matt in New Hartford. Hello, Matt.
5: Hi Todd. I uh just was calling because the guy that was talking about uh he lost a friend in a nursing home or in a facility like Uh,
3: where he works, yes, for the state.
5: Uh, Okay. Well I uh you know I play in a lot of nursing homes.
3: Uh, uh, I'm sorry, you do what in them. a lot of nursing homes?
5: I play instruments. I entertain. Oh, okay, you perform. When, yep. Yeah, and when COVID sta- uh, started, of course, that they wouldn't let you do that anymore. Obviously,
3: mm-hmm.
5: um, and my wife runs a prayer chain at our church, and we had so many people tell us that they they were that their relatives, father, mother. Uh, grandfather, uh, pray for them because they're dying of COVID and ultimately died of COVID. Mm-hmm. And it was because that COVID-positive patients were put into nursing homes when, and none other than Ned Lamont. Sure. And I think that something has to come out this next two months, if Bob is listening, this is something that has to be addressed because... A lot of people in the state, I don't get it, but they think he did a great job. I talk to people like, oh, he, he did a great job for us during COVID. I said, well, tell, us, tell me what he did that you think was so great.
3: What do they uh, say?
5: Well, they, 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 they just say, well, he kept us safe. I said, well, how? 2,800 people died in nursing homes almost immediately. He closed down businesses. We lost a year of education. I mean,
3: 11,000 people died in total.
5: I know, but I mean right off. No, the I'm path, just
3: throwing right? in another one. It, it's right. a remarkable performance of utter failure, and and the exactly. worst part of it is he brought no leadership and no imagination to it. Like he never looked at and analyzed the problem. And said, how can we protect the most vulnerable people? Which is, as you're pointing out, Matt, is seniors in in facilities where they are sitting ducks. It's like they're there with their arms. Tied behind their backs, and he did nothing to protect them. Instead, he made them more more uh, vulnerable.
5: One of our friends had both parents in nursing home. One, his father died. His mother just made it. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was tragedy, total tragedy, and it was his fault. And why? Because he decided to follow Cuomo's lead.
3: So, not just Cuomo, but also the CDC and the consultants that he hired using our money to navigate him safely through COVID so that he'll he'd be able to take all of his failures and use them as reelection fodder
5: well I just hope that something happens because this can't guy can't be reelected uh... our state is doomed if he's reelected I just wanted to call and let you know that time.
3: Appreciate it Matt okay. appreciate it my sense is that people are so snowed on the COVID issue Again, all this stuff comes back to human psychology. And I think in the case of, of COVID, the pandemic, the feeling of fear and the built-in desire that humans have to want to defer responsibility to some higher authority, I think it comes from the 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 father thing. You know, we're born and, and, and our fathers are the, the all-powerful in our minds. And somehow that creates a template or maybe the – template is there first and the father's falling into it, but we are designed in such a way that we want to be able to release responsibility for ourselves off to a leader. And we do it and then we brainwash ourselves into thinking automatically because we have trusted that the trust has been well invested. I don't know. It's weird. It's a very strange dynamic about people, but you ever seen those things of um, the videos on the the uh, animal channels, like a pack of wolves when they're going through the process of changing their uh, their ringleader? It's fascinating to see the primitive behaviors and the the deference to authority, the the grovelling that they do so they can win favor with the new power. And humans are like that. And as a result, we shut off our brains and become, naive and and uh stupid. And Ned is one of these people who just has a sense for how to take advantage of people's human frailties because he is one of these people who sees himself as meant to be at the top of all piles cuz I guess he was born on the top of a pile. He did nothing to get there but except uh, breathe. But so far that's been working for him. Just breathing and smiling and and telling lies one story after another that that's are they're, they're ludicrous stories but everybody falls for them. Jim and Cromwell hi hey Todd thanks for taking my call Thank you. Um,
6: I was I'm gonna talk about the adoptions but this other guy you've had really great callers on today um, spot on my uncle had a long disease uh, skin disease uh, they had cured it and they wanted to have him rest Mm-hmm. So they took him out of New Britain General, and they stuck him into a nursing home. He was dead five days later. Um, How far into
3: COVID off. was this?
6: Uh, it was pretty, I would say, probably 18 months into it. Okay. Um, and the second thing is we adopted a cat from and Animal Shelter, and the cat was the longest cat ever held in the shelter. She was there for nine years. Wow. And the cat, the cat could not go outside. So they did, they gave me this application. It took me about 15, 20 minutes to fill out. And then they gave me this notarized piece of paper stating that they had the right to come by my house at any time. And if that cat was found outside, they would take the cat immediately back to the shelter. <laughs> and that was, I mean, the cat, we couldn't keep it in the house cause the cat put it, put its mark all over the place. So we put it in the garage. And for nine years, we had him for nine years, her and for nine years. We had her in the garage where she had an insulated area. She had music every day. Yep. I would open up the door. She would come out at night. She'd be like a dog sitting there to go in. But the gentleman that talked about the adoption process, I felt like a complete fool. And it was, if it wasn't for my son who really wanted this yes. animal, I would have got up and walked out of there. I mean, they make you feel like you're buying a house or adopting a baby. i mean, Like you are
3: unworthy. <laughs> exactly. It sounds, it sounds like you are not good enough for that pet, but they're going to, despite their better judgment, they're going to take a chance on you.
6: <laughs> yeah, we and we it was an excellent animal, but the process is very laborious. And so a lot of people think it's going to be a quick, you know, you're going to go in, you're going to see something, you're gonna, and then they, they give it as paperwork, and you're like, oh, well, I'm not filling this out. And they, they do. They walk out. I mean, I was there. I saw people walking out because they, wouldn't, they didn't want to do it. And that was like nine years ago because she passed away. So I can't even imagine what it's like now. I mean, it's crazy.
3: I wonder if part of it is they want you to jump through hoops so you feel like you've invested a lot in this because they don't want to get the pets back. I'm sure one of their burdens is returns. That's part of it.
7: And there's also uh, a lot of animal abusers. That's their biggest. Usually these shelters, uh, they're worried about abusers. That's the biggest issue.
6: But you, you can usually sum up somebody. I mean, I ran stores for a long time. I can mm-hmm. usually sum up some personality traits really quickly. And they, ask, they do ask you questions based on that. And that's, that's very true.
3: Can you uh, give me any?
6: Just say who cares, you know.
3: Jim, can you give me your professional judgment on producer Anthony? What's your sense of him having spoken to him on the phone and on the air now?
6: Uh, I've spoken to Anthony before. He's pretty cool. Uh, we've only disagreed on a couple of things, but he's very cool, calm, and collected. So
3: you you um, think he's not a questionable character? Like you would <laughs> you would let him take a deranged cat home that hadn't been outside yeah, in nine
6: years? Yeah, I, his, the, the tone of his voice <laughs> and the way he presents himself Thank to you. me, he's cat. He's a cat person. Yes, he's he's cat friendly.
3: <laughs> he he is actually a very. Um, decent and kind person. I think you're you've proven yourself a good judge of character, <laughs> Jim. All right. Thank you so much for the call. 8605229842. You are a kind person. You're a good person, Anthony. You have your quirks, but in the quind- kindness and compassion category, I would say you're uh, the opposite of Ned Lamont. Which would put you at the
7: highest on oh, the scale. Oh no. I can't nope. I can't be like our great leader.
3: that puts you right up at the top of humans if you're the opposite of him so that's a good place to be unlike some people some people
8: I am NOT going to put in a 60-hour work week and pull myself up by my bootstraps for a job that does not care about me as a person oh you
7: do sound a little like that you love hunter
3: I love hunter I do
7: well when I get worked up yeah I do kinda get into that like I don't even know what that is tone maybe
3: it's very interesting stuff. Humans are just fascinating creatures. And, and really a big part of, of what we're doing here is um, psychology and trying to figure out uh, the games they're playing on us. You know, because they just play games. Hateful, destructive games. What's today? Is today the 8th? Today is the 8th, correct Amundo, right? Okay. So I can do this. New message.
9: Joe Biden's a man on the go. It's like an old traveling show. He keeps us in laughs with his verbal gasp, his last one, no, 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 no.
3: Yes, exactly.
10: Hey, Joe Biden, you may be the Pope's favorite pro-abortion Catholic, but your speech last Thursday was just one pentagram away from a black mass. Are you the Antichrist?
8: Perhaps. Hi, Todd. Well, for all of these little left-wing liberals, what they don't understand about socialism is that uh, the more you get, the higher your taxes go up. and
3: The more free things, you mean, that these little liberals give you. Yes. And
8: if you don't believe me, have someone from Canada call in and, and tell you what they pay for taxes out of their... Uh, check for work uh, it, it, isn't the, it isn't pretty. righty, Lena.
3: I've got to research that. Anybody who's lived in another country, could you call right now and talk to us about cost of government and how Connecticut compares in your mind the taxes you pay here?
2: Has anyone ever noticed that if you switch the E and the O and met Vermont, yet not lament? How's that for a model? A vote for Neville Mott is a nod for more momentum.
3: That's not bad.
8: Hello, sir. John here. President Trump can never, ever be locked out for running for president. If he runs fine, wonderful. If he doesn't run, that's wonderful, too. But I am voting for him And millions of Americans are going to vote for him by way of the write-in ballot. How many people in my stupid country that are sleeping, (laughs) that 80 million or more Americans can write his name in on the ballot and he will become president.
3: It must be hard to be somebody who lived in patriotic times and who served in the military during the Vietnam era and saw people die for this country. It must be hard to see where we are right now. 8605229842 Plainville Mike, what's up?
11: You must have a whole staff of people that go through those rant, rant calls. You must get uh, hundreds.
3: 35 people every day have to plow through those calls.
11: <laughs> people. I'll tell you what, again yesterday Chris Murphy, tap dancing down Pratt Street with an umbrella in the rainstorm. You know, all these photo ops of Chris Murphy, he's, he's out there every day. Where was he during COVID? This guy hides. He's like Blumenthal. He hides, and then he comes out of the woodwork.
3: You know there was an Elton John song in the I don't know, back at the beginning of his career called Tiny Dancer? Yeah. And I, I think about politics as being the art of dancing. You know, you're always... You're always making sure you don't get too close to the truth, and you don't wanna... actually address an issue, but you sound like you're addressing the issue. And they're the smallest people when it comes to character. So I always assumed that song was about tiny dancer. Not, was about let me the... not
11: forget to uh, compliment you. You called me exotic yesterday. That was a flattering comment. Thank you. I did. Yeah, well, you said I was exotic.
3: What did I say in reaction to?
11: Uh, maybe just, uh, Mike from Plainville, and you said,
3: uh... Oh, (laughs) yes, yes. For your exotic uh, moniker.
11: just, uh, I can't think of the other point I wanted to make. Uh, I'll try again tomorrow. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Mike. (sighs) I can't remember what he called for. That's why some people make notes, but then again, if you're reading notes, that's not great. So, there's nothing wrong with forgetting. That's what happens after you get into your 30s anyway. You start to uh, not be able to retain the thoughts quite so well. So we're going to get a traffic update. Then we'll play more rants. We'll take more phone calls if you're on hold. What is that name? Nake9? Is that what it says? We'll go to... Th- I do? Yeah, you do. I don't know that name, though. You know Nake9. I don't know anybody. He with calls a, us, yeah. With a number in his name? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I thought it was a Japanese guy. I feel like you'd remember to him just Talk sushi of with us.
0: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. hi And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. will always be worth it.
3: Follow us on Twitter at WTIC1080. Yes, yes, yes. Now I get to find out what the NAIC 9 is all about. Anthony says, I know you. I apologize for forgetting if that's the case. Hello there.
1: It's fine. It's okay.
3: Sorry, what is it?
1: Uh, I I think I got a bad connection. But either way, I was talking about uh taxes yep in, my my wife is a uh canadian
3: okay tell us about tax life in canada compared to here
1: you have no idea it <clears throat> they everything they buy has at least a 25 percent tax on it we only pay six percent in connecticut
3: so they have a value-added tax there
1: they have two Wow. There's a GST tax and I forget what the other one's called. Okay. I'm really not too, too concerned about it, but whenever I go there I have to be uh in involved.
3: And does that mean they have lower income taxes and stuff?
1: Oh no. We pay I think no, I'm all going off head, but I think we pay per year on our wages 30 to 40%. Mm-hmm. They easily pay 50 to 55% of their wages
3: Yikes. to the government. And what services I we all hear about their healthcare? Do you have any experience with their healthcare system? I in am
1: so glad you brought that up. Yes, I do have a lot of experiences. Do you know if, if you want to live? So, say you have cancer. Yep. <laughs> you have a you have a terminal illness. Well, if someone else wants to get something that's not terminal, they've gotten line before you. Mm-hmm. So, in social and in social uh, medical whatever, you have to wait in line. So if you you want to live, what they all do in Canada is come to the States and pay to survive. Because you won't get If it's
3: an emergency. Which incentivizes the government to be slower so more people will come to the US and spend their own money.
1: Well, I know know one guy who used to get chemo and he'd have to come over. He was going to die, he was waiting in line. He came over to Minnesota got cured and they would give him a hassle every time he came across the border. It's, it's
3: And I heard ambulances there, you have to fill out an application for, for uh, one to come in an emergency? Is
1: I don't know anything about that, but I do okay. know I'm not trying to be racist at all, but I know the uh, indigenous population, they they get a lot of extras so if they want if they if they have the flu, they can get a heli- helicopter in and it's all paid for by the government.
3: Oh, they get equity. Yeah. Long time ago. I see. All right, well that that's a good report. We will remember not to become Canadian citizens. Thank you for, for that, Nick. 8605229842 the rant line number 8607514698 Rants will continue as the show moves on and we'll gonna uh, be there what's that mark christopher in the bps lawyers traffic center he's just ordering a sandwich i think son yeah. when's it going to be here is that what you said we we uh seem to have interrupted his ordering get large fries with that mark large yeah large fries and uh, want a dessert
7: soft get, drink you want on with that no too? no
3: that's all right but don't get ketchup okay no ketchup. All right. So
7: yeah. large fries, hold the ketchup. Please. And you want a... What kind of soft drink? Oh, the
3: rest is up to you. Uh, you All you, right. That's my only strong feeling.
7: I want a burger.
3: Burger for Antonio, if you can spare one, Mark.
7: All right. I will uh, I will throw on a couple of burgers. I'll toast the buns, <laughs> and we'll
12: have them right over to you guys.
3: back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC, News Talk 1080. Whoa, this must be a different, Don, from East Hartford. This one knows about taxes in Canada.
9: What's up, Don? Good afternoon, Todd. Um, I take issue with the the caller that just called a, a few minutes ago. Because I, I did some research, and and I don't know if if, if the research is lying or or, or the, the caller is mm-hmm. just exhilarating. It said the average Canadian paid 25.1% as a single worker for taxes. Okay. 25.1%. And they take home a gross wage of 74.9%. Yeah, okay. So I don't know who is lying. Well, that's you
3: know. not so different from us. That's about our ballpark, isn't it?
9: Yeah, but what, what? But that's not what the caller said.
3: Right, he said it was what double that or something.
9: Yeah, some like fifty or forty, fifty yeah. percent, or some some stuff like that. Like I said, I don't know where he got his information from, but I'm not an economist. I just did some research, and this is what I, I found: twenty five point one percent for a single worker
3: mm-hmm. average. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. But I'll bet there's other taxes in there as well. I'll bet, for example, that. There's some other tax to cover the health care costs that's external to the regular income tax so they can bump up one without bumping up the other because, you know, they don't like to bump up broad-based taxes. They like to do it piecemeal. You know how Jolly Ned always does that. But I will look into it and report back to you because I I don't know which is true either. You're
9: an intelligent man, Todd. You you should let these people run these these games when they're calling and give give, untruths.
3: well, he just said what he said, and you said what you said. We'll find out what the truth is. Okay. I I, I don't uh, I don't trust either of you completely, and I don't distrust you. I I go with the flow. Thank you, sir. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. David Bradford, hi.
12: How you doing, Todd? Uh, go, Don. I want to comment on Project Veritas uh, and Bad Billy Tong, The Attorney General is looking into it. He's going to put his civil rights unit on the case to root out, and here's the most important word, any illegal discrimination. The operative word is illegal, mm-hmm. because the civil rights uh, laws that that fellow who the Greenwich vice principal, when he said he, he about he would not hire any Catholics, conservatives, or over 30s. Mm-hmm. Well, the applicable civil rights laws talk about ethnicity, race, sex, marital status, disability, age sexual orientation. But there's nothing about political viewpoint discrimination. There's nothing illegal about not hiring a conservative. That's just not a protected class. And that is the problem. And I'll give you an example. There's an Indiana School of Medicine. When they hire people uh, or promote faculty to tenure, they are required to demonstrate effort toward advancing D-E-I, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Mm-hmm. And I would be not hired on the spot when I said Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. I'd close down the department and fire everyone working for it. The problem is viewpoint discrimination is tolerable, and we end up with the woke mess we have now.
3: Well, that's very interesting. Thank uh, you for that. Uh, by Anything way, by else, the way, Dave? Hey, Yep. Todd, yep.
12: Hey, uh, go Don. If we don't get 10% of people who think like Don, to start voting against the one-party rule in Connecticut uh, we ain't never going to make progress to improve the state so I'm glad Don is in there thinking maybe one day he'll think more like we do but I applaud his efforts to work at it
3: he is working at it and I I think what he's trying to do is liberate him himself from a narrative that is deeply embedded which all of us have to deal with, with in terms of one aspect of our lives or another And that's part of the challenge of being able to see with clarity is how do you get rid of the preconceived notions or the um, what is the expression status quo bias? Do you know that phrase? Status quo bias is great. We, We have a tendency as humans to fight for what is. And our instinctive response is to is to stand up for what is at the price of what might be better. Because the fear is it might be worse. And that fear of the unknown wins out over the horrible. No, loses to the horrible. No, the fear of the unknown. I'm sorry. I'm confusing myself. What wins out is uh, the status quo. People don't want change. And it's hard to see how bad the present is. The place you are is. It's hard to... You know how um, you can go away for a couple of weeks on vacation, you walk back into your house and you say, Whoa, it smells funny in here. And it turns out that's how your house always smells. You just are used to it.
7: People just don't like change because it's uncomfortable, even though everyone in their life needs change. And, I mean, it, it doesn't matter if you want it. You need it. Everyone needs it.
3: It helps everything in life. Um... Yeah, but there's also there's also um, psychological predispositions. I I think people would choose better if they weren't choosing between the present or something different, and they got three choices, you know, none of which were the present, and they could choose one of those. If there and and there would have to in this fantasy there would have to be no present. They would just choose a condition to be in. I don't. I don't know quite how to resolve this in us, but it's an interesting thing. Status quo bias. Just having a word for it, I think, is helpful in terms of understanding how we fail ourselves. Hxo five two two nine eight four two. What else did I want to do? Okay, we can play some more rants.
2: Hey, Todd. This-
3: Wait a sec. Let me push the button.
2: Hey, Todd. This is Jerry from Talk. Jerry, uh, I heard Don from Hartford uh, call in today. Uh, Wednesday. And
3: Not this call. The one from yesterday.
2: So uh, Wednesday. And uh, I would suggest to him to pick up an, an American history uh, book uh, and read about our, how great our country is and still is and was. But uh, like any country, we have our issues. But more importantly, he should compare the, the record of the Democrat Party to the Republican Party then I think that it will open his eyes. All right. Thanks a lot. Take care,
3: Todd. Thank you for that call. Okay. So I, I think I found what Don saw online. How much taxes do Canada pay in Canada? The average single worker faced a net average tax rate of 25.1% in 2021 compared with, the OECD average of twenty four point six percent in other words the Canadians take home pay of an average single worker after taxes and benefits was 75 percent of their gross wage compared with seventy five point four percent however we need to find total taxes so Don when you're researching this if you do it again you want to compare total taxes because there's like thirty five hundred taxes and for example, before we talked about the income tax in Canada, we talked about, remember I asked about the, ta- the, the taxes they pay, and he mentioned they pay 25% on, on purchases, and I said, oh, they've got a value-added tax. He said, tax, and he said, yeah, they have two of them. So a value-added tax works on every point of production on a product. So we have a simple sales tax based on the sticker price, the retail price of a product. If you buy a, um, you know, like a hammer in the store and it costs $20 and you pay whatever it is, 6%, is that what it is, as as a tax. But with a value added at each point of production, like the the person makes the, the head of the hammer and packs it up and ships it off to the manufacturer and there's a value added tax on it. And then the manufacturer of the hammer adds the stick to it and he... Ships it off and there's a value added tax and any other object in there would have the same thing. Like if there's a, you know, some kind of wedge or something that makes it stay in place and that drives up dramatically the cost of purchases. I think one of the reasons our economy is is so consumer oriented compared to other parts of the world is because we don't have we don't punish people in this country for wanting to spend money. And I think that's what makes other economies less vibrant and uh, a little more stable. But I'm not sure.
2: Well, Joe is spending another $3.6 million. This is to fund drug supply vending machines. You'll be able to go to the vending machine in order to get syringes, condoms, fentanyl strips, etc. This is actually to reduce the stigma for drug users. How about trying to stop the drug problem, close the border? But then again, Joe's major drug czar, Dr. Gupta, he's a champion of safe injection sites. These are safe houses where drug addicts can go shoot up and do whatever supposedly under supervision.
8: Please remember this come November. This
3: needs to stop. Yeah, they have a bunch of policies that are different than, uh, well, they're just different.
8: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Governor Ned Lamont. Yeah, we're on our way to do some electioning, and I got the state police troopers driving me here. Take a left. Take a left here now. <laughs> oh, gosh, this kid's They don't know how to drive. I don't know how he made it through the academy. (laughs) Must have been cheating or something like that. Anyways, uh, yeah, I've got I'm kind of aggravated because it's it's, uh, election season, and Bob Stefanowski says I'm lying, and, you know, how did did he know? (laughs) He doesn't know all my little secrets, and I keep them down in the closet down in there in Greenwich. Yeah, I don't bring them up to Hartford. I don't put them in the... Hartford closet. I keep them in the Greenwich closet. It's kind of like uh, you know, the other guy. The big guy there has his little compound down there. I have my compound. And take another left. Take another left. Alright, I gotta go. These guys don't
2: know how to drive.
3: You notice how he keeps taking lefts?
2: Hey Todd, thanks for having the rant me. Dave from Bristol Calling. Um, a lot of people have been uh, talking about the gas prices going down recently and because the election's coming up. The reason why the gas price is coming down is not only because of the election but also because joe biden has decided to sell off i've heard between 40 and 60 percent of our strategic reserve uh supposedly we're at the lowest level of a strategic reserve since 1980 um you know if you got time to look that up i'd like to hear some uh, more comment on it thanks todd
3: I did confirm that we are at a very, very low level for strategic reserves, like a couple hundred million barrels less or something like that. But, but I couldn't find a good explanation for what might be a rationale for that.
12: All right, here we go again, Todd. Another great
5: visit by Bob Stefanowski and another visit by a few Debbie Downers making suggestions for Bob. You need to get angry. Get fired up. Take the gloves off. Uh, And some of these people haven't even heard his press conferences when you ask. I'm telling you, after listening to him now for a number of years, I don't know what they're hearing. But, you know, when I'm listening, I hear somebody who's a problem solver. He's honest. He's got self-confidence, loyal, intelligent. uh, He's generous. Remember the PPE, what he did there? I'm just assuming a few of these Debbie Downers are the same people who buy pillows from a fraud stuffing foam cubes in a pillowcase. And, and believe me, they might even vote for Ned Lamont when he sounds all fired up. Okay, remember that one?
9: Optimism is contagious.
3: Who's the fraud stuffing foam cubes in a pillowcase? Is that Trump's buddy there? My Pillow guy? We don't have ads for MyPillow, do we? Why is that, I wonder? We don't. Sure I is. thought all
7: conservative talk stations. Do. <laughs> we don't, we don't fit the criteria. I guess I don't know.
3: So are the, are they not? Has anyone got a my pillow? Somebody must have one. Give I'm us a sure call. Pretty sure Morgan has one. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's well rested. Yes. Not. Can't be well rested doing his shift. We've got to do a little research on my pillows, along with the Canadian total taxes. 860 522 call in a rant,
0: 751-4698. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it